When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Introducing the new Starbucks Pistachio Cream Cold Brew. Silky Pistachio Cream Cold Foam tops our bold, smooth, cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. I'm gonna let you finish, court naming. It's daylight savings time. I hate daylight savings time. Pantheon Podcast Network. Welcome, guys. Yeah. Welcome. You know, you know I've never, I was never one of those people that was really affected by daylight savings time. If I could be honest oh, with you. All right. All right. Wait. Wait. We weren't recording it. Now. Yes, we were recording. No, it's recording on my end. You're going to I'm seeing recording and it said recording. You just stopped. Okay, it wasn't recording. recording. No, no you were. Reco- it, no, okay. the thing I told we, I'm watching what's happening right here. It was recording the entire time. OK, <laughs> good. OK, OK. <laughs> All right. Just trying um, to do do. OK. All right. Okay, let's wait, start again. Wait. All right. Welcome to I'm going to let you finish recording, Amy. It's Courtney. It's Courtney. It's Courtney. Like, Courtney. Like, what Courtney. the hell? We're like, we're like, <laughs> Benef- we're like Benefer now. Courtney. 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 That's who Courtney. we are. We're Courtney. It's, it's we're Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> because so who has time to say all those syllables for fuck's sake? <laughs> People are trying to sleep. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Anyway, how are you? Black, how are you? <laughs> um, uh, black adjacent. <laughs> I think with a team like Amy Linden, no one right. is ever going to think I'm black. Right, I right. will just say that. <laughs> so I did eat my. Um, you know, I tried something new this time because sometimes you guys don't know we tape the show early in the morning, and for some reason. Even though I'm up 90 hours before we tape this show earlier in the morning, I always tend to start trying to cook my breakfast. Oh, I don't know, 10 minutes before we're going on idea. the air. And Bad then I'm always planning. like, fuck, I can't eat. But this morning, I actually, when I got up, it like I got up around 6.30. Me too. But at like 7, I finally had my bowl of multi grain Cheerios. And I was like, oh my God, look at you being an adult and actually eating before the show instead of dying of hunger through the show because you can smell your food that you can't eat 
progress. Smell, you can smell your multi-grain Cheerios. Well, I no, because you, you know, no, oh, some cooking, cooking. I'm always yeah, yeah, cooking yeah. some shit. And then I'll realize the time and be like, fuck, oh, this was a bad decision. That's but why you've we, already started, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, well, well, I've been into the uh, overnight oats, which I didn't know was a thing until somebody yeah. explained it to me. And I will say it, What's it an does overnight say- oat? You just basically make oatmeal and put milk on it or whatever, and then leave uh, it in the fridge overnight. Uh, and in the morning, you have a tasty bowl of oatmeal without cooking. Really? It's still, oh, no. Oh. It's so good. It is so good. <laughs> I, it's a thing. It's a oh. thing. And oh. I didn't know what it was. And it was one of those things. You know how, like, at our age, we don't want to ask anybody younger than us, well, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Even when it comes down to something asinine, like oatmeal. Right. And I right. finally said, what, what is it? And they said, you take a bowl of oatmeal, you put whatever you want to put into it, you put any kind of liquid you want, and you stick it in the fridge, bingo, bango, in the morning, you have oatmeal, and it's de-freaking-lish. So there you go. Oh, well, all right. There you go. Mm. It's never too late to teach an old hag new oatmeal. Anyway, segue it, baby. I dare you. I dare you to segue on this one. I, um, I, I triple dare you. <laughs> speaking of oatmeal and bad decisions. <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait. We're going to talk about right. the marathon real quick, right? Oh. Yeah. So people who kid, eat well, people who eat well. Well, one, it seems to be a lot of people finished in record times this year. I know a couple of people who ran and they all ran for some reason. I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know if it was because last year there wasn't one and they didn't weather run as was much. spectacular for a marathon like, this year. Everybody seemed to have a really good race. And I know you said that your kid had a really good race. Yeah, Lucian ran time. three. He did. I don't know if it was his best, but he did three thirty one fifty six, which is not Kenyan, but pretty right. damn close. Yeah. Um, maybe because they cut the participants in half. So mm. you had more room to run, which right. I would imagine does. But, you know, kudos to anyone who ran this thing. I will tell you, as someone who was watching go by their house for 35 years, I'm exhausted watching them. So I'm very, I, I will It's point always out, very exciting to see it's them, very too. I love exciting. it. I love it's it. It's very exciting. I love that it's day. the I best really of New York. Yeah. And here's something that's really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's always a big, fairly big police presence because, you know, it's a lot of people. Mm. Shockingly, the whiter my neighborhood gets, the less likely likely the cops are to tell people to get their monkey asses out of the per- of the running route. I don't know what that is. We'll have to do a study on that. Why mm. more white people in the neighborhood means less police involvement. But I, I can't think of what it could be. Mm. I don't know. Maybe you could. Mm. I don't know. Um, but speaking of mm. great New York things that are happening, how about our connects? Oh, I'm having <sighs> so much fun with them, even so though they fun. lost a couple, but they came Doesn't back matter. and they bounced back and they won last night. Listen, I love uh, my Knicks and I that's what Knicks. I wanted. I want it scrappy. They're going to fight for it. Yep. And, they, you know, listen, we finally have some exciting basketball back at Madison Square Garden, because even though the Knicks games were always sold out, they would just be such a sad affair just watching no. Watching them just get the floor white with them night after night after night. And now there's excitement in the garden again. And this, and it, you feel it all around the city. And yes, as Knicks fans, I know some of us are acting like we're already in the finals. But it's like, Doesn't matter. In our hearts, <laughs> and Listen, winning, winning we, games feels like being in the finals. We take it where being a Knicks fan is very frustrating. And this is our moment of Zen and mm. our moment of Buddhist co- contemplation. I will take every day. I'm very grateful mm-hmm. at, for what is happening. And as I have told you, I've been wearing my Knicks hat um, uh, religiously mm. and I do not get the scorn 
because I live <laughs> 10 blocks away from Barclays. I do mm. not get the scorn. And we, may we just add, unlike some other people we are going to talk about in a few minutes, mm. um, the Knicks believe in science. Yeah. So <laughs> and let me just say this. And I'm actually less hateful of the Nets now. I, you know, my, my issue with the Nets in the beginning was when they moved here and everybody just tried to act like they're this New York born team. I'm like, this team has moved all around. And to me, they're still like the Jersey nets, you know, Jersey world. but, <laughs> but, but I, well, no, cause that wasn't that fucking long ago. Really? You know what I'm saying? The Jersey yeah, nets. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, yeah, of the yeah. long Island. Nets. Yeah. That's yeah. That's old. Right. When it was long <laughs> right. But you know, I do enjoy having, I love sports. So and New York is a sports town. So it makes me happy to have, you know, the Islanders, the Devil, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Knicks, the Nets, you know, our soccer teams. We have the two soccer teams that are the Red Bulls and the other one. Cosmos, and the thing. Cosmos. Yeah, the, the Cosmos. Cosmos. And, and just, I love it. So the Mortimer, the Jets and the Giants. Oh, don't. Don't. It's too early in the morning to come. I'm a mandated reporter. So if, you th- if you threaten to get, I will have to report the authorities if you start showing signs like, of depression. Too early. It's just, la, 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 la. It's Nixon so rage. horrible. It's no. like, it's like, I look at the, I just look at them and I'm like, wh- why? Why? Everybody at the Giants needs to be fired. Everybody. Well, everybody, you, just everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one I, person they don't want on their team is Aaron Rodgers. That's for sure. Oof. That girl, Miss Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Why she got to be a girl? That Women girl. are smarter than men. <laughs> She's a lot of things, Miss Aaron Rodgers. Let, let uh, me just say, he's so shady. First of all, I like Aaron Rodgers, but there's always some shit around him. And I would just think, wow, he has bad luck. You know, he had the weird shit with his family and all of this different shit. And then you start thinking, but you know... The one constant in all these stories is you. Is like you? I, I have, a, I have a friend like that who's always in some conflict with a lot of people, but they're always the innocent one. But I'm like, you are always the one in conflict with people in your life. You should check that because, like, that's weird. And I look at him, and it's like there's always a conflict. I don't care if you're not vaccinated. It's the lie that's the problem. Well, I care if you're not vaccinated. Well, no, because, because no, they have protocols. So right. if you said it from the beginning, yeah, he would have been following them. He if he would he he would have not he he would have been able to play. But there were there's protocols. Just do that. I have well, no problem with that. But the lie is what makes it like, man, come on. Well, this is an example to use a term that we use a lot. This is an example of white male privilege. He has yeah. not followed any of the protocols. He has, he knew he was not vaccinated and he used a cute little term immunized, which mm-hmm. uh, shocking sports reporters, general public and athletes are not trained virologists. So some people might go, Oh, I have immunity. That means I, I'm fine. He well, did he's not also wear get uh, he, advice from like Joe Rogan or something. Well, shit. there you go. He did not wear masks. He knew damn well he wasn't. Everyone I know, and I don't know a lot of people, thankfully, who are not vaccinated, but everyone I know who was chosen for whatever cockamamie reason not to get vaccinated wears a mask. And he knew he wasn't vaccinated. He knew he was lying through his teeth, but he thought he would skirt on his greasy haired. I'm dating a movie star. I'm relatively cute bullshit and that's what makes me so angry and cream it's a lie it's the lie the lie is the thing that um will nail it you it just makes it, it just makes it shitty 
Well, that's and and we've talked about Kyrie Irving. I mean, give Kyrie Irving credit. He flat out said, I'm not vaccinated. Yep. So everyone around him could take necessary precautions. This guy put his teammates at risk. He makes, you know, we, we posted a really good op-ed by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is just a brilliant writer, along with being a brilliant human, a uh, brilliant ball player. And he said, it just makes athletes look bad because it's the arrogance. And that just... You know, again, I don't agree with his decision. His decision is based on cockamamie. I'm going to do my own research bullshit, but it's the arrogance and that thinking I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm a million multimillionaire, right? I'm successful. I can get away with it. And so, you know, as my great as my grandfather used to say, a pox on his houses, (laughs) a pox on both of his houses. So. I, I just don't, I really, I'm tired of men thinking, I'm tired of, as we both are, mansplaining and then thinking you can get away with it because you're a man. And this is really basically what it is, you know. It's my thing is, and you know, and you and I don't don't agree on this, you know, I'm, I don't like mandating somebody doing anything with their body. I don't, I don't, I'm not with that. But I'm like, just be like, I'm not into it. And just do what you got to do, but don't lie. And then try to backtrack and be like, my statements could have been misinterpreted. You were asked a direct question. You knew what people were asking you and you answered how you answered. He's so, not a dummy. And, and then there was mean? a follow-up question. So you, you gave yourself wiggle room, but it's it's a wiggle room. It's a lot. You lied. Yeah, you lied. You're, you lied. It's a, you're being and too, so, cute, too and, cute by half, right? And, and I'm kind of just like, man, you know, listen. Just stand for your fucking choice and be like, no, I'm not vaccinated. I don't believe it. You know, I have my body. I don't do it, but I'm going to follow the protocols and do my thing. Mm. Boom. There you go. Well, he's a liar and screw mm-hmm. him. And I don't care about, I mean, whatever. I hope, mm-hmm. you know, he's hopefully he'll get his. All right, let's take a breather. Cause we're about to go into something that's annoying and, and really fucking stupid to something that's unbelievably tragic. And we're talking about, the absolute catastrophe, the the crime scene, it may turn out to be, that happened at Travis Scott's Astro World Astro World uh, Festival. I guess you can call it a festival. Yes, yeah, so in Houston. Yes, in Houston, which is his hometown. Um, can I just say something? It was a three day say- festival, and on the first night. Okay. It was did you fir- know that? Did you know that that was a stage name, Travis Scott? That's um, not his real. Yeah, but that doesn't. That no, I'm just saying it's weird. Mm-hmm. No, it's just weird to me mm-hmm. that you would change your name to Travis Scott. It's like mm-hmm. well, your your government name was perfectly fine. That has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to kind of ex- what eight people? Well, 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 eight, well, well, eight people were killed, and I believe maybe that number's going up because I just saw something where family is having to take one of the people who was in the hospital off of life support mm. because they're basically they're brain dead. Oh god. So I guess I'm being suffocated or whatever happened. It just so it, it's he has he this was not the first Astral Festival that he's ever had. Right. So he has Houston is his hometown. It's the first night. Now he's got a history of having sort of a kind of fans that sort of mosh and it's that kind of a really sort of phonetic sort of environment. What I get absolutely confused about is Live Nation is the partner. The event organizers on the ground. 
we are not in, this is not a first year of having festivals. There are festivals that happen all over the world and have happened every year. We understand how you put people in sort of the different corrals and pits and exits and strategies and having aisles. But it seems that was just completely ignored here. None of that. And, it's, and, yeah. and it makes, and there's so many people to blame. And yeah. then when you see the level of panic of some of these young people who were like climbing up scaffoldings and going to the employees, that you, there's one where the young lady is saying, people, someone's dead down there and she's begging him for help. And he, he's kind of just like, and there's such a disconnect on so many different levels. You see him from the stage noticing something's wrong, stopping, and then starting to show. Where were the walkie? Where was the people yeah. behind the stage to be like, cut the music? And sometimes when an artist is on, someone makes a decision where they cut the music to turn the lights on. And the artist right. doesn't even, they, they stop the show. So many, because when I keep people hearing people saying, Travis, Travis, it's like, yes, he's on stage. But sometimes when you're on stage, you may see some energy, but right. you don't know what is actually happening. Because evidently, he left. And what they're saying is he went to Drake's after party at Dave and Buster's, not realizing, I just, I, I'm very confused about I'm confused all by that. that as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there is blame to go around. There is the fact that especially we, we know based on, you know, in 1979, 11 people were killed at a Who show. And because mm -hmm. of that, Cincinnati banned uh, general, non uh, general admission seating mm -hmm. for 25 years. In 2009, people were killed at a Pearl Jam show because of crowd rushing. Pearl Jam stopped the show and had everybody move back a little bit. Right. The thing that's troubling about this, there's two things to me that is troubling about this Travis Scott show. And I have been at a show, I was at a show once, a Tibet Freedom concert, where there was a lightning strike in the stadium, outdoor stadium, and the band, the act on stage with Herbie Hancock and Goo, they were unaware of what was going on. They, they saw and heard, but they were unaware. So I understand that it may be hard for the artists to suss out what's going on, but there was an ambulance in the audience. And yeah. I find it hard to believe, even in the, in the adrenaline of a show that you don't look out, see an ambulance and go, whole time, what's happening here? The other thing, you know, I, I will say we've made progress is that the, the right wing press isn't blaming this on hip hop. So, yay, we've made progress on that. But I, I, as someone who has spent a decent amount of time in mosh pits, he did a mm -hmm. quote several years in 2018 in his song Stargazing. He said, it ain't a mosh pit if it ain't no injuries. Well, I will tell you someone who has been in mosh pits. You don't want injuries. And as soon as somebody gets hurt, they get you out of the mosh pit because it's supposed to be about community and bonding for whatever we may think about it. And the fact that he views that kind of adrenaline and escalation of emotion, and I'm all for that. Crowds are participatory, right? We're supposed to be ramped up and it's great. But the fact that he views that like the end game is supposed to be getting fucked up and let's tear shit up. No, no, that's, that to me is, is irresponsible. I'm not saying he caused the death. Yes, you're hundred percent right. There is massive blame to grow up, but he's not a newbie at this. It's his production company too. And the weird part was he seemed to a couple of times notice that something wasn't right. right. So right, it's like, right. but it wasn't like turn on the lights, stop. 
well, there's and, an ambulance in the audience. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there, and there's and and the thing is, I've I, I I've worked on with a lot of artists. I've been to a lot of shows. You, there's sometimes you have to stop. Yeah. So like you no. have to stop. So you see something is happening. If you're not sure, you have to be like you stop and you're like, what's happening? Right. You know what I mean? You really do. You have to stop. Well, there is tremendous blame to go around. There are going to be lawsuits, but well, the fact oh, I- the lawsuits are already have already been flat. Yeah. The crazy part to me is the there's a full crew, there's a stage, there's a production manager, there's a there's a road manager, there's a there, the, you know, there's a music director. Someone, someone could have stopped that show. It did not need to be him. You cut the music. That remember when we were just watching the concert for New York in Central Park? Right. Barry exactly. Manilow was on stage. He just got up. He was doing his number. He was shaking his little Barry Manilow behind. And next thing you know, the lights went bright, even though it was daytime, and his mic went off. And they were like, "The thunder is coming. We are clearing the park." Well, but that and New York show, and that's what you do. Well, so that some, New York show, they they. It was a smaller crowd because they planned ahead, but also they. No, remember I'm just what- uh, yeah, but I'm just talking about. It wasn't the artist who did it. No, no, there no. Some, I- and where where was the person? There's a full scene happening. There's right. ambulances. People are passing out. They people are on walkie talkies. Someone has to be like, stop this show. Right. You know what I mean? Then Drake comes out, and that's when the sir. That's when everything just went to shit. Then you have a, an officer who says he was pricked. And they had to use in the neck with something, and they had to use Narcan to bring him out. So, so somebody was pricking people with drugs. Yeah, that's in that bizarre. Arm. I mean, that's a whole bizarre thing. I mean, his crowds. I mean, Travis Scott is one of those guys that uh, he's there. He's in the back of my mind. He's not someone I think about a lot. He is talented. I, every time I see one of his videos or hear a song, I do, I do like it. I, I, I don't. I just think that. Um, I've heard that his crowds are known for kind of being like super rowdy. And it's part of his that. And again, I have been to shows where it's like, throw your hands up in the air, stop, you know, make some noise, you know, to, you know, to the roof, to the roof. That's all fine. But again, as we've been saying, how do you not see, it's not just one ambulance, ambulance stops, everybody cool it and then picks up again. I mean, that's to everybody. Where was the person, where was the crew to to be like, Greed. Stop the it's, show. It's greed. Stop. It's somebody, greed. somebody could have turned turned on those lights and you stop well, the show. Well, it's greed. Yeah. I think it's greed. They oversold it. They had no control out of how it's an outdoor show. No control out of how they, they did not section people off, which has been sort of standard issue for general admission shows since the Who concert in 79 and also during COVID. It's greed. It really always comes down to greed. I don't think Travis Scott is inherently a bad person. I obviously don't think he came there and said, oh, you know, it'd be really cool. Let me get a bunch of people killed. He has shown himself to be responsible. He is paying for the funerals. He is, you know. uh, It's um, a horrible situation. It's a horrible situation. And and like you, I just find it very difficult to believe in an age of nonstop, instant communication, phones, texts, headphones, everything. Nobody saw this. And I just think people have this kind of like, whoa, we can finally be out and open together. Fuck it. Let's keep going. It's a Travis Scott show. So it's very, you know, I saw one of the families on CNN yesterday. It's devastating. No, I was literally 
uh, literally in tears at eight o'clock in the morning watching them. Um, it's I a concert. Tell, no it's, one's supposed to die or get hurt. No, you're not concert. supposed to die at a concert. You're supposed to go that you go to a concert. I love concerts. You go in there to sing and dance with everybody and have that moment and see your favorite artists, hear your songs. No one is supposed to die at a concert. It's yeah. absolute. And listen, I feel for him because I don't believe this young man knew what. I can't say what was going on in his head. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. it's hard for me to believe he would see if what he saw was crazy that he didn't fully stop the show and that somebody else did not stop. It's just, well, I'm, yeah. I, I'm just in my head, I'm like, where were the people behind the scenes? Because you start hearing something's going on and you you make the decision, you stop the fucking well, show. I think it's all going to play out in court. So we'll, we'll see what happens. It right. hopefully changes will be made in how concerts are done. And Live Nation, you know, does not get away scot-free here. It's like, you guys know how to do festivals. No, of course. Like, yeah. what the fuck, Live Nation? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a very You're in the situation. business of this shit. Right. No, it's 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 a really unfortunate situation. Yeah. I will say one thing, and then I, I want to, let's move on to something mm -hmm. positive about the music industry. But um, in, the, in the immediate wake of this happening, obviously a lot of people issued press statements and tweets and whatever. And some, a few people noted, and as people who use words, I, I have a kind of, I see it, but I don't see it, that the word devastated, everybody used the word devastated. They went, ah, this seems a little, like everybody's using the same word. Now it was devastating, but it was just sort of, but sometimes the immediate, the, the immediate impulse is to like change the narrative. And now I think they've given up and they know that they can no longer control this narrative. No, you know? but I, I can see what other, sometimes that's to me, that's kind of the only word that's appropriate. Right. It, it was, it's a devastating event. Yeah. And, and I can see for him, Houston's his hometown. He does a lot for that town. Mm -hmm. And just the thought of, people being like trampled and killed at your show. These are young people, you know what I mean? I, it's just everything about it is, it's just horrible. You know what I mean? It really is. And it's, it really gets me angry when I think about the level of irresponsibility because like just their festivals all the time. We know how to have people in festival situations. And when I saw the amount of people in there, I was like, were they just letting everybody they were. in? It, they didn't, were seem, they it were. didn't seem like this had a count. No, they number. were. They it were literally like, like it was so literally many, like it was like <laughs> just no, come on. Like, if you have no, the money, they, come they have on. said, and this will come out. They have said that people that this thing was starting problematic. There were problems from the very beginning. And it was one of those. You know, it seats fifty. It seats fifty thousand, and there's seventy thousand. They were opening, letting opening the floodgates basically with a bunch of young kids who were reckless. Kids are reckless. Big surprise. They're now saying there may have been drugs involved. You think? I mean, of course, people were high. I'm sorry, but you know, mm -hmm. that's not a shocker. Yeah, I mean, it's going to play out. It, it's bad. I, I, yeah. I mean, we've said, we've said. Uh, Let's let's talk about something positive about music industry. You wanted to talk about this job fair. Um yes, you know, because this is some heavy ass shit. But on a lighter note, for all of the people who are always ready to uh rip down Jay-Z, these are the things that I like to to focus on that that 
you know, that that people do that are really good. So Rock Nation and the Reform Alliance are hosting a job fair on November 18th at Madison Square Garden. So that's so a week we, from today. Yes. Oh, no, next Thursday. Excuse next, me. Yes. Next Thursday. And which is basically a week. Yeah. Week from and it, when yeah, we air. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for a job, if you know someone who needs a job, like it's it's about jobs for the New York City area and the companies all are going to be hiring for jobs in New York City and the New York City area. And even more important is with the reform organization taking part, they are going to be offering expungements from records and different sort of services. So if you know someone who's home from, you know, after being incarcerated or has a record and that's been sort of hampering them from getting a job, this job fair is also going to have companies there who are offering employment to to people who have records. And the reform is going to be there helping you get some things expunged off your record if you need those services. So if you know people in the New York City area, this is something that I think you guys should definitely check out. Now, you have to be vaccinated. You have to have at least one dose of the vaccine to go into the garden for it. But uh, you can register online, go figure out what you need to do. It's free. And I think it's a really important, good thing. And I know for a lot of people re-entering, coming out of um, being incarcerated, that, you know, having companies finding certain kind of jobs can be hard and or or you have things that are old on your record and it, you feel like it's holding you back. This is a place to go and there's going to be services there for you. And I think that's, that's important. Yeah, it is good. It's really, that is really good. good. Maybe they can set up vaccination there too. That would you be know cool. What People I mean? can get their second shots. Like yeah. get, get everything done. That is good. And and there are as long as they're not offering them jobs in the music industry, give them something a real job right. so they you can know, have a, right. a real career. Have a real career. Yeah, well, like, you know, it's like the point two jobs in the music industry these days. It's such yeah. a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. But no, that that yeah. is a that is a you know that is a good thing. I mean, you know, we've talked about Jay. There is like most artists at dichotomy he's on one hand you know this and on one hand that most artists are i've never met i've met very few artists who are well that's not true well very few i've met very few artists who are 100 percent one thing but none of us mm-hmm. are 100 percent one thing no, anyway so nobody is right we're just you know but good for you know that's a good thing so yes if you're in the tri-state area um certainly you can come in from jersey to get a job um if you know someone who is yeah like you know is who who has a record of some sort and they've been having problems with employment or maybe they want to change their employment they want to do right. a sort of job this job fair has that it's for you too and all kinds of services so pass that right. on spread it yeah. november 18th you know, positivity is a good thing. Nothing is better to start a new year going into the holiday season and you have a new job for the new year, right? That's good energy and knowing that you're setting yourself up for your future. And people are hiring, right? I mean, I, believe me, every time I go to Target, I go, I don't know. I don't look great in red, but maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not my best color, but, you know. I mean, since Trader Joe's stopped with the Hawaiian shirts, right. it's less enticing because I I do mm-hmm. I do enjoy a Hawaiian shirt. I did like the Hawaiian shirts. So you got I to finally to... see your Velvet Underground movie that well, you've been I... talking about forever. Well, I mean, it's so funny because it's like, you know, 
The Velvet Underground are famously the band that it was said only seven people listened, bought their record, but all seven people started a band, <laughs> um, which is kind of sort of true. Right. So the Velvet Underground, for those of you who are, you know, they are a seminal New York band uh, in the 60s and 70s. Um, the launching, in Lou Reed, John Cale, Sterling Morrison, this is the early band, and Mo Tucker, the first Velvet Underground record, um, oh, and Nico, who was only on the first record, you know, these are just uh, so much a, a product. They were the anti-hippies. The hippie movement was in full effect. And these guys were singing songs about sadomasochism and heroin and, and just very, very intense lyrics with just absolutely beautiful instrumentation. John Cale came from a, a um, an avant-garde musical background. So it's so they were an important band. They are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um John Cale continues to make music. Uh, Lou Reed passed away about six years ago, I believe. Mm. Um, Todd Haynes, who is a great director, mm -hmm. uh, feature film director, queer director, very interesting director, did this movie. I had heard about it. It's on Apple Plus. I don't have Apple Plus. I was begging everybody for their password. <laughs> I believe I did it on this show. Mm. People would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my iTunes login. I'm like, which is what? <laughs> Give it to me. But... Suddenly, through the magic of, I found mm. found the movie, mm -hmm. um, translated it from Lithuanian, and did watch it. Um, it's a really good documentary, even if you're not into the Velvet Underground. It's, uh, you know, I am, but it's a great uh, slice of New York and music, and just an in it, it features... Um, uh, interviews from the two surviving members, as, mm. as long as archival footage... It's really well done. I mean, I do recommend seeing it. Well, Todd um, Hayes is a great director. And he's I a great director. And I, I love a music documentary, especially ones from certain, that sort of period. Yeah. Because I love just to, to see all of that footage from back then and the way people created and going on and playing all of the small clubs and all of the shit. Well, and especially with the Bell and Underground, I yeah. mean, the big, the big sort of hook in the beginning was their association with Andy Warhol. So if right. you're somebody who also, so you have the Andy that, you know, and you see in the movie that that was sort of a double-edged door and you see John Cale who completely uh, nothing to do with anything. God, he's aged fantastically. He's mm -hmm. just a, good looking man and he's got a full shock of silver hair and he's just mm -hmm. dreaming but i digress mm -hmm. um yeah really good movie really good slice of pop and artistic culture and i i recommend it it's a really and it's on apple plus so tell your friends to give you your daggone itunes thing and <laughs> you can watch it and then i guess you can watch ted lasso which i'm gonna have to find on my service oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can. I got you on that one. There's a lot of that going on. <laughs> hey, man, it should be for free, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can. I can learn how to speak Serbo, Serbo, right. whatever language they speak in Serbia. There's subtitles. <laughs> no problem. No issue. <laughs> now, speaking of Europe. All right. <laughs> you know that with, even with our, all our little blips and blobs, when mm. you talk about, uh, yeah, I know, I have that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Courtney just texted me the site. I'm like, yes, I have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I know. Yeah. My friend in Jamaica, that's all she uses. But we'll, it was, we'll yeah. post about yeah. it and then well, go that's to a, jail. That's a, right. That's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, That'll be our last show before innocent. we go to jail. I'm um, innocent. <laughs> yeah. Oops. 
Um, we were hacked. I don't know how that came mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Um, bec- when Courtney recommends something, I listen to it. Even if I know I'm not going to be crazy to it, I go, mm-hmm. well, let me check it out. <sighs> I think I may have to draw the line. I listened okay. to it. You don't like it? I okay. I felt, I'm actually, I felt very old listening yeah. to it. I'm actually... <laughs> We're talking about the new ABBA record. I didn't think that I was going to like the ABBA record because I didn't really enjoy the singles a lot that they put out. But as a body work, I actually really like this record. I do. I mean, I, I love ABBA. I had no expectations of what an ABBA record would be in 2021. I knew it wouldn't be the kind of songs that made them massive back in the day because that pop, that kind of popped it doesn't even exist anymore you know what i mean but this is a kind of a grown-up it's a it's to me it's a nice punctuation mark on the story it's not offensive it won't it won't it's not offensive it's not offensive it's not offensive no because you know some people have come back with records no, I'm so I excited I'm and they're motherfucking you. offensive um it's not offensive and, you know, I played it while I was running around. I had it on in the headphones and I let it play a second time. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't I don't mind this record. It's you know what I mean? It's like I can't name a song other than <laughs> except like except for the I, singles. Like, no, wait, no, I can name. Um, I can be that woman now. I really like that. Yeah. Well, you always yeah. say that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listening to this record, I suddenly realized now it is very cool for music critics, <laughs> mm-hmm. this whole popism bullshit mm-hmm. to say, oh, ABBA. Yeah, ABBA was as important as the Rolling Stones. They're the most. All right. And I suddenly and you know me, I love mm-hmm. me a Swedish pop song. Mm-hmm. I will go to my grave defending Max Martin and all that stuff. And I loved it before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I suddenly realized listening to this record, I went, Amy. What are your two favorite? I only have two ABBA songs that I drop dead love, <laughs> and they're ones? "Name of the Game." I love and that. knowing me and knowing me, knowing That's my you. motherfucking song. That's a great song. <laughs> I love and then song. the rest of it to me is I, I, love, I don't I love, care about. It. I love Chikaquita. I love Vule yeah. Vu. You're in a deep. I you're in a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but those are the two songs. Knowing me, I knowing love, you, thank because you they're for the music. They're they're a little darker. They're a little more mm-hmm. the chord changes. So when I listen to this, I give put me, it on. give me, give me a man after yeah. midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. None of that. Those <laughs> and I I understand, but it just to me, listen to it. It felt a little. Yeah, it's the period. I would view it more as a semicolon after mm-hmm. the, their career. It just mm-hmm. felt a little, yeah, okay, let's do a record. It, it didn't feel, it felt a little old. I felt really old, not because I knew ABBA before, but I listened mm-hmm. to going, wow, guys, this is like, there's there's not wanting to replicate your trademark sound, which I admire. And then there's like, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Sweden has really good coffee. I've been there. Wake up I, a little. I like Man. it. I like it, but I also get that. I also get that. You know what else? Okay, this is the full moment. You know I love Rasan Patterson. Rasan mm. Patterson is so fucking talented. So and he talented. put out he put out a record early. I don't know. It was late last year, earlier this year. Called, no, uh, it was like a, a while ago. Heroes, was, heroes and gods. Yeah, like two, well, almost was, two years. Was ago. that twenty nineteen? The heroes. Yes, and because okay. he toured on it, and right, so that's right, when right, you right. could tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroes and gods. Well, he just put out Heroes and Gods 2.0, which is a dance house version of the album with Quentin Harris, who is a really prolific 
fierce house producer and remixer. And he's also an artist. He's one half of Black Stereo Faith, who has a great album. You guys should check out the Black Stereo Faith album. It's him and Ultranate. But it's called Heroes and Gods 2.0, reimagined by Quentin Harris. And it is, if you love his voice, his voice over these great, deep, Fierce house beat. It's oh, so nice. good. It's so, 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 so good. I love Full that first Rashawn Patterson yeah. record. Yeah. Oh, I really he's so do. good. So Yeah, talented. he's he's somebody who got really mangled by the music industry because he was an he was an out black gay man doing R&B and they were like, you're really talented, but we don't know what to... So then he know. took it independent and he's been putting his... Record, he's good. He's been fucking delivering top-notch yeah. album after album. And if you ever have a chance to see him live, I mean, the man sings the house all the way down to the fucking ground and yeah, back he's, and builds he's it a back really, up, okay? Yeah. But no, this, he's really, really good. You need he to really check his record out. I'll send it to you. It's really, It's really good. Yeah, he's really good. And then you were saying now this morning, um, as I was preparing for the show, I mm -hmm. channel switch and I happened to well, not happened. I made a deliberate decision to go on Breakfast Club. And mm -hmm. guess who I saw there? The Ed Sheeran. Oh, you saw the Ed Sheeran on the Breakfast Club mm -hmm. and all trim and slim and doesn't drink and smoke. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, so Ed Sheeran is one of those artists. I don't hate him. Mm -hmm. I don't love him. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge his talent. He puts out good singles. He's smart enough to give songwriting credit to the people who actually wrote the song that he's kind of copying. But I, he seems to be a really nice guy. Right. I will. I have made the argument that had he been a woman, he never would have been signed because he's not particularly dreamy. But maybe if you're into like super short gingers, he is. But I was like, so you listen to the new record. I mean, it's not something that's on my radar, but he's on the Breakfast Club, and that was and he's been there, and he's been there before. That wasn't his okay. first time. Is yeah. that because he worked with Pharrell in the past? Well, Is that black people like him. You know what I mean? I and I and they talk about on this interview how a lot of hip hop artists like him. You know what I mean? And they relate to his lyrics and and like what he does. And you know, listen, I'm not the hugest fan. But I'm appreciative of someone who can write and play their songs on the guitar. And when you see him in concert, this motherfucker plays stadiums, okay? And right. there's a band, the screen behind him, and him on a guitar in the front. There's no 500 dancers. Nobody's flipping around. So I, I, I appreciate somebody who can make the kind of big pop songs that you can sing with your fucking guitar in a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> you know what no, I'm saying? He, yeah, those are so big, those are big songs. Cause you know that with stadium song and being able oh, to do impossible. that and not yeah. having the things and all right. of that just shows you that is talent. And those are great. They, they, the songs are just written well. Yeah, no, I mean, he's divisive. A lot of people like, well, I, like I said, I, I think he seems like a perfectly nice guy. He is not somebody I would gravitate to, but a couple of songs I do like. He has been venturing more and more into a kind of dancey sound. His new video, he looks kind of like a very pale version of the weekend kind of vibe. Mm. Um, I, you know, he's some, again, I, he's not on my radar, but I have no ill will towards him. There are certain artists I really don't want to see win mm -hmm. and there's certain artists that you, like, just don't really really they can go up and smoke and i don't care and there's certain artists who i, I live I, for the I, honesty there's I, certain people I, that i would like to see fuck not, off no no it's just i just no, you know what i mean it's like some, 
there's some that I can't stand. That I, there's yeah. some that I've dealt with that I can't stand. And I'm like, I yeah. just, you know, you're he not seems a good like, person. And I don't want you know, to he win. seems like a good person. He seems <laughs> yeah. like he's worked at his craft. Yeah. He seems like he, I have never heard anyone say he's a dick. He's fucked somebody over. He's done X, Y, and Z. So I have, you know, God bless Ed Sheeran. You know, keep going. I'm. Am I going to listen to the record? Probably not. Right. But am I mad that he's going to probably have a number one album? Not at all. No, Not he already all. he had the number one. It came out. All right, all one. right. So it's him and Adele neck to neck. Well, no, because Adele comes out next week. She does. She no, comes I'm out saying the singles wise, neck to neck. Oh, is well, him? well, neck to neck in the UK because Adele's been number one for the last three weeks. His okay. new single and her single are now battling neck to neck. She's still num. She's been number one here for the last three weeks. We'll, we'll see if he can overtake her right now. Eh, I, uh, I think I think as of next week, you and I can just take a, a well-earned break of talking about new music because I think it's just going to be Adele. Adele. What's going on this week? Adele. What's going on? Adele. Listen, <laughs> I like anybody who has song titles like I Drink Wine. <laughs> Oh, I love. It. I really do. I, I, there are very few people that I think could be my friends mm-hmm. in life, let alone famous people. And I feel like she could be my friend. No, I she's because really she's, she's like an old school broad. No, you know she's. What a, I mean? she no, cur- she's. A, she curses like a sailor. No, no, no. She's, a, she's a round the way girl. Mm-hmm. I like her. She's the closest mm-hmm. thing in, in easy listening pop rock <laughs> to a like a gangster bitch. I like her. <laughs> yeah, I, like her. I like her too. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you'd like to um, uh, enlighten us with, my friend? Yes, I'm going to enlighten us with. Thank you for listening to us, guys, on the Pantheon Podcast Network, where we come out every Thursday. And I hope you've been checking out a a bunch of the other shows on there. If you love music, every type of music show, scripted, unscripted, and then our crazy asses on on the Pantheon Podcast Network. So you know where to find us there online. We're on we and Pantheon also now has their own channel on Apple. So you'll see us on that main feed there as well as our feed on Apple. So we're doing big things, man. Um things, so, man. <laughs> so you know, one, one. <laughs> so you know the drill. And we will come to your house for the and, holidays. And we will sing and <laughs> I will bring Coquito. Um <gasps> oh, I love oh. I know. Okay, we have to stop. It's too early in the morning to start thinking about delicious frothy drinks. (laughs) Oh, it's that's you know. I know they're trying to. It's so weird how everybody's just skipping Thanksgiving and we keep acting like it's. I know we're already into like a yeah. It's like there's a holiday in between. We have Thanksgiving still. Hi, I'm rocking with that. So anyway, (laughs) thank you guys. Thanks for, you've been really active on our Facebook page. I'm going to let you finish. So if you're not on there, guys, follow us there. You've been active on our Twitter, Finish Ima. Talk to us on IG. I'm going to let you finish in why. We love you. We rock with you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay safe, guys. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.